We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Bardwell. To hear more, please use our media player at PCAChurch.com and join us every Sunday at 1030 at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City. Now join us for the following message. All about the heart, right? When I was a kid, man, I remember going to school. My Valentines had them all made out for girls, you know. And I had the little hearts, and I'd make, see what was written on them and make sure that I got the right one to give to the right girl, you know. It's so exciting. And then you get there, and, and all of a sudden she doesn't like your car. She likes another boy's car better. And you experience for the first time in your life heartbreak. Heartbreak. It's crushing. Your heart gets crushed. And some other doofus, she likes his car better. He didn't even bring her candy hearts. I mean, I gave her the one that says, I love you on it. First grade, I'm crushed. Never to love again. Heartbreak. I have found that in life we are juggling a lot of things. And so I thought to illustrate this message today, I would have a guest come in with me today. And so I want all of you to put your hands together and welcome our guest today, David Moore. Where's David Moore at? Come on up, David. David Moore is going to show me and you, how many of you can juggle? Not one hand has been raised. Oh, there's one? Alright. Let me see. I don't know how, I don't know how to juggle. I, I never could do this. And so most of these people are not jugglers by trade. So I don't want to ask you your secrets. But I do think we're going to need some music and some uh, encouragement today. So, so get your hands together. Come on. Get some juggling music. you got to have juggling music. Here you go. Come on. Come on. Come on. something from the house, Miss Sandy's fragile ramekin. So these things don't break. This breaks. She has a set of eight. This is number eight. I want her to have a set of eight after this next time, okay? You ready? You juggling music ready? You guys ready? Come on, you gotta clap. You ready? Here we go. Come on, let's, let's, let's bring it Come on, music, let's go. Here we go. Here we go. Come on, David. I got faith in you. Miss Sandy got... Come on! Come on! Give it up! Oh! It's okay! It's safe. Oh, that's close. Alright. I'm going to take another away from you. I got one more thing I want you to juggle. Hold on just a second. Be right back. Give you one ball back and uh, this. How about this, you ready? Oh, come on, it's, it's 
areas in life that are dangerous. And we are challenged in life to juggle a lot of things. So I'm going to talk about that today for just a few minutes. The first thing I want to talk about that we enter into juggling of life is our dating life. Remember how you juggled those days? Some of you still are in it right now, juggling your dating life. you got to choose the right person, the right girl, the right boy. Uh, you know, boys and girls dating. The challenge is with juggling these things today is now we have same-sex dating. And now we have to ask the questions, do we live together before we get married or do we get married first? You see, that's where society's juggling all these things today. We're juggling, we're juggling, we're juggling. Well, we decide we're going to get married. That's awesome. Now we're married, it's awesome. Now we're juggling married life. We're juggling... Again, man, woman, that's the way I believe God made it to be, a man and a woman to be married. Don't you believe that today? But our society says, hey, you got to juggle more at one time. So we have same-sex marriages going on today and all the issues that go along with society. And so we've got the dating life we're juggling. Then we put that down. We drop that ball. We pick up the ball of married life. And life is going good and we're juggling and we're doing it. And all of a sudden when you get married, sometimes what happens? Kids. And you've got family life, you start juggling, kids come along, and then you're dealing with all kinds of situations with kids. You've got biological kids nowadays you're juggling. We've got adopted kids we're juggling. We've, we've got blended families, kids that we're juggling today. And we're also juggling surrogacy in, in a lot of societies, a lot of homes. Lots of things, lots of balls going up, lots of things to juggle in our family life today. It gets pretty complicated. And then we come along here, and we've got parenting. Kids and parenting, what are you going to do? How are you going to handle these kids? What decisions are you going to make? Boys versus girls, they're all different. And we have all these choices that we're juggling with parenting. What are we going to make with the choices with our kids? And then we go over here to our financial life. Finances. How many are you juggling that one? What to do with the money that you get? You've got a, a rent, you've got your mortgage, you've got insurances, you've got taxes, you've got, hey, all kinds of things. You've got to have your cars, you've got to have food, gas, clothing, and then they tell you you've got to put aside something for, for the future and something for it, it, things that go wrong and finances. And man, you're juggling all this stuff and life is going crazy. And I'm going to tell you, it's hard. Isn't it? Life is tough. And then you come and you go to church. More stuff to juggle. Because now when you come to church, you got to first of all get here, right? Isn't that a struggle sometimes? It is for me. Then my wife goes, but honey, you're the pastor. <laughs> well, can I just call it in, phone it in today? It's tough to get here. Then when you get here, you got to participate, right? And then they start asking you to do stuff. Yeah, now I've got to serve in the church somehow. And how am I going to fit this into all the things that I'm doing? I'm parenting. I've got a family life. I've got a financial life. Now I've got church life. And, and then they want me to do all these other things. I've got to go up there on days that I'm not supposed to be there. It's not just Sundays anymore. And then on top of that, they want me to download the phone app. And then with that, I've got to have devotions and prayer. I mean, where does it stop? I'm juggling all these things. And then we get over here. And we've got sports life. How I many you got kids in sports? Because if you are a parent and you have kids, 
You better have been sports or you are a terrible parent. You're horrible. You've got to have them in not only one sport, two or three. If you're just a one sport parent, you are whippy. You've got to have them in two and three and four things simultaneously. And then you've got to take them to practices. It costs a lot of money. So you go back to financial life. How are we going to do this? It costs you so much time. And when I was growing up, they never had sports and church conflict. Now you got sports life and church life conflicting with each other. And then the worst of all the sports is, all of a sudden your kids tell you, and today's your snack day, Mom. Why didn't I know this like a week ago? Oh, no. Sports life, it gets crazy. We're juggling. We're juggling. And then we've got technology life. This is one of the major things that we need to juggle today. Singles, parents, whatever. Technology. Because it was just TVs. Well, TVs have only three channels. Juggling three channels. Now they have thousands of channels. And we have nothing to watch, right? <laughs> Nothing's on. Thousands of channels. But you've got technology. Then you've got to wonder. You've got to make choices. What are we going to be watching? I've got to tell you, the topics for our mainstream technology today of our TVs, from the prime time of families watching on the three network channels, we know what they are. Here's the topics for today. Homosexuality. Pornography. Sex, adultery, fornication. These are the main topics for prime time television in our society today. So you've got to deal with technology, TVs, computers. Oh my goodness. We've got them everywhere. Used to we only had one television. I dare say not one person here today only has one television. And you probably don't have just one computer. Multiple computers. And you got to guard yourself as to what you watch. Then if you're a parent, you got to guard your kids, what they watch. And then you got to be smarter than your kids. That's hard. Because they know stuff. Yeah. Technology. And then you've got these things right here. Phones. And man, do they take up your life. I'm not juggling this, Pastor. I'm holding this one. Because I cannot drop my phone because I will lose my life. Some of you don't know how to breathe unless your phone tells you how to breathe. You, you go around like this. Your necks are going to be bent like this for the rest of your life. Can't be able to look up. How are you doing? doing fine. How are you doing? Can't, my neck will not raise up. And on here, we've got all the choices, don't we? And I tell you what, Facebook, social media, and then you've got to have everything perfect on social media. Your pictures have got to be better than all your friends' pictures. Come on, you know I'm preaching right up in your business today. Your Facebook picture, your whatever pictures you got, have got to be better than all your friends, and your vacations have got to look better than all your friends' vacations, and your life has to be perfect on social media. Social media, yeah. You've got to have the perfect family, the perfect pictures, the perfect life, the perfect cars, the perfect house. Everything's perfect because we're on social media. And you want everybody drooling over your stuff. Yeah. And then you've got truth life. 
Well, now society's question, what is truth? Creationism versus evolution? The Bible versus culture? And I got to tell you today, we are censoring truth like never before. Today, the Word of God is being censored more than ever. And we don't even know what truth is anymore. We cannot find truth anymore. What is the truth about dating? And what is the truth about married life and parenting and family and church and finances and sports and technology? What is the truth and what happened to it? We are discussing things today I thought I would never discuss in my life. We are discussing things like gender identification. I never thought that would be confusing. But the church is forced to deal with this today. So where's the truth lie in all of this? And then we have, oh, this is something, music. Love music. How many of you love music? Raise your hand. Oh, man, I love the music. I love, hey, listen, you're going to be shocked. I don't listen just to Christian music. I'm sorry. I'll burst your bubble. I'm sorry. But I love Rascal Flats. I love me some good country music. It's all right. But i got to make sure what the message is. You see, the genre is not the problem. We got music today that's talking about raping women and, and all these. That's where we're at with the truth, if you want to talk about truth. That are, that are worrying about, we got all these kinds of things in our music, the messages. And parents, you got to be ready for this. Because I promise you, if you're like me, you can listen to the song and you cannot understand a word that they're saying. <laughs> I used to have to get the lyrics off of the papers that my kids of the words, like, what are they saying? I'd even ask my kids, what are they saying? I don't know. I don't know. So we've got music and all these things that are driving our life and we're juggling all these things and we've got to come into church and be ready. And, and So pastor, what's the real life? The real life, I'll tell you what the real life is today. We are exhausted. How many of you are tired? I mean, you're tired of time. You're worn out. Can I get an amen? amen. I mean, you're amen. exhausted. You're destroyed. You're weary. And you're... <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if today you walked into church and the pastor goes, Today, I'm not going to preach. Today, you get to take a nap. <laughs> Come on. You know that if that was to happen, you'd be like, Yes! Hallelujah! That's the most spiritual thing pastors said all year. I need a nap. I need a break because I'm tired of juggling all these things in life and I'm tired of messing it up and dropping things that don't need to be dropped. I'm tired. I'm tired and worn out because I don't have the perfect anything. So ladies, dream with me for just a minute. All the ladies in the house. If you close your eyes, that's okay. Just don't take a nap. But wouldn't it be great to build the perfect husband? Where he does vacuum with his shirt off and you like it. Where he washes the dishes, dust, Makes up the bed. Every night he rubs your back without you even asking. Oh yeah, he comes. 
Honey, I just want to cuddle with you. I've been waiting all day just to cuddle. He's sensitive to your needs and the life. He understands you. Wouldn't that be awesome? All the ladies said? Amen. And guys? Let me fast forward through that part of my message. that you're making so that I can have a great life. Wouldn't that be awesome? I mean, they do all these things and they love you. They go, oh, and they don't want anything. They go, Mom, you're so beautiful. Dad, you're awesome. You're the greatest parents in the world. And they don't want anything. Wouldn't that be awesome if life was so perfect? Wouldn't it be great? But that's not reality. Reality is our houses don't look like the magazines. Reality is we got pot bellies and scruffy faces and we got no makeup going on. We got hair going crazy. We got cars that are dirty and dinged up. And you know what? That's okay. Because perfection cannot be achieved. And everybody's trying to juggle life and make it look like it's perfect when it's really not. It's messed up. We don't even know what real life looks like anymore. Because we look at everybody else's and it's perfect. How do they get such pretty pictures? What do they do? Was it uplighting? Every time I take a selfie, it looks horrible. And some of you look like glamour shots. How does... I got to get that filter. We're trying to keep all these things up in the air. We're trying to juggle them. And I got to tell you, it's not possible. Stop it. You cannot do it. We have to choose what we juggle and our choices need to be made very careful. Because here's the reality of things. You have an adversary. And he loves throwing things into your life when you're at the most chaotic and when you're at the most messed up time then something comes, comes in. All of a sudden he throws in the chainsaw. And now you're going, What? The devil is called an angel of light. He's a deceiver. His mastery is deception. He makes it look like something that it's really not. It's called a decoy. Yeah. He does this in all areas of our life. He'll do it in your daily life. All oh, this guy comes in and he, whoa, pastor, this is the one. Um, you better check it out. All of a sudden, it comes into your parenting life. Well, Dr. Spock says we got to do this, 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 and this. We look at all these parenting things, and now you've got more access to parenting things, and it drives you crazy to try to juggle off. I've got to be the perfect parent. No, you can't. Well, I've got to have the perfect family. I've got to go to the perfect church. There is no perfect church. There's no perfect way to do technology or sports. Or It's too much. We cannot do all of this simultaneously. And the enemy comes in and he wants to destroy you, especially when you're tired. I mean, you're like, if another thing happens, guess what? Another thing happens. 
And when you say that, you're just saying, I want another thing to happen. 2 Peter 2, chapter 2, verses 20 and 21 says this. For if after they had escaped the pollutions of the world, how do you know the world is polluted? I'm not talking about the atmosphere and the water. I'm talking about the world and its culture. Ideologies. For even after they had escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome the latter end is worse with them than the beginning. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they had known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. So you know what that says to me today? The world has polluted truth. The world has a polluted ideology of music, technology, sports, church, finances, parenting, family, dating, marriage. The world has a polluted view of all the real life issues that we deal with. And yet the world, the culture is the very thing that we're constantly being forced upon. You and me. The way to think. The Bible says here, there are some that have overcome and they have become enlightened. God has opened their eyes to truth. But after they have been enlightened, they get entangled. The enemy's job is to tangle you up so you cannot juggle life. How do you know that if your hands are all tangled up, you cannot juggle life anymore? You can't do it. And he, he, he brings this disablement to you so that now you're even questioning what is truth. We have pastors today they're questioning the word of God. Churches today that are going, oh, this part of the Bible is really not true. Oh, wait a minute. Every word that proceeds from the mouth of God is what? Truth. And every word that proceeds out of the adversary's mouth is what? A lie. We have to determine what is the truth and live by that. We have to determine what is right and what is wrong. But we get entangled. How? Because we have people we really love and care about who get involved in some things in society and forces that ideology upon us. All of us have been affected by all of these things I've talked about today. All of us have been forced into choosing how we're going to view things because of people in our lives that we love. Yeah. Change our ideas. We get entangled. And the Bible says, now listen, this is what the Word said. I just read it to you. There are those who come out of that pollution, come into the truth. But the enemy deceives. Gets them caught back up into entangled and polluted thinking. And they turn back to it. And the Bible says the latter is worse than the beginning. It would have been better had they not ever known Jesus Christ. Than to have known him and fallen back with polluted thinking. That's what I just read. Now today people are going, whoop, that theology does not match with mine. Because I believe once you receive Christ, nothing you can do. Well, then you need to have a real theological discussion with these verses. Because 2 Timothy 2.4 says this, No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, 
that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. The adversary, his number one goal is to what? Entangle us, get you so involved with finances, parenting, family, dating, marriage, sports, technology, truth, get you so entangled with all of these things that you don't have time for God. That's his job. That's why when you come in on Sunday mornings, you barely make it in. You get tired, you're worn out. You're entangled. We get, it's easily done. I am guilty as you because as a parent, I want to do all this for my family. As a pastor, I got to do all the stuff for the church. I have to. It's not an option. And man, I'm juggling church life, my family life, all these other lives. And then I've got all your lives to put in there to juggle with mine. And it gets crazy. And can I tell you, as a pastor, you can get exhausted. The problem comes in is when we start dropping something for something else. You know what I've seen? I've seen parents drop their spouse because they're taking care of the kids so much. And then when the kids leave home, they don't even know each other and get a divorce. You know why? They drop their spouse during the time of parenting. I've seen spouses drop their spouse for something else that looks better. Deception. Deception. The enemy wants to get us entangled. Get you looking one direction while something else is going on. And I want to tell you, that's dangerous. You're either going to get hurt or hurt somebody else. You're going to experience heartbreak. I mean, this thing will saw right through your heart. Tear you up. Make it to where you don't want to listen to truth. I don't want to hear that. Make it where you don't want to go to church. Don't want to read the Bible. You don't want to do devotions. Hey, I've got pastors. I've got preachers, kids around the nation who will never go back into a church again. Yeah. We've got youth today who have been so hurt that they're, they're questioning God. Truth. So we juggle. We drop church for sports. But pastor, we have to because I put my family first. My family's first. Sounds good, doesn't it? But it's not biblical. What? I'm not messing with your family. Listen, I love my family. Don't mess with my family. But nowhere I have found not one scripture that says that your family's first. Not one. I have found something else that is first. Read Matthew 6, 23. But seek first the kingdom of God, not sports or not your spouse or not, not, your, not your technology or not. Uh, no. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and then all of these things will be added to you. The problem is we're doing all of these and we don't have time for God. So no wonder all of these get dropped and mixed up and we get hurt and our hearts are broken. Because we do not have God first. You may say, Pastor, what does that look like? It looks like, hey, I'm putting God above my spouse. 
I'm putting God above my family. I'm putting God above all these areas in my life. Because if I don't have God, all of these things are going to get broken and dropped. And it's going to be a heartbreak in my life. The only way I can juggle all of these is to juggle God first. So today, you have to wonder, what are we going to juggle? So I have found something that I can do. I couldn't do the juggling earlier. But here's what I can juggle. God. Yeah. Seek first God, then all these other things will be added. So look how simple it gets. I'm a master juggler. <laughs> look at that. Oh, it's so awesome that I can juggle all of this because I've got this first. I want to tell you, God will not help you out with any of this if you don't have this. We got to look at, well, I'm going to do my finances, so I got to pay for my house, I got to pay for my cars, I got to pay, oh, got to get the phone bills, you know, they're in there, cable bills, uh, direct TV, and all this stuff, got to be in there. I got to pay for all that. Well, is there any money left for? God, I need help with my finances. He's going, well, you didn't really ask me when you made out your budget. I need help with my parenting over here. Well, you should have kind of read the Word of God because I got a few things of advice on how to parent in there. Husbands love your wife like God loves the church, right? So yeah, help her out. Rub her back, do all those things. Then it says, wives, submit to your husbands. I don't like that one. Well, it's part of it. And then you know what? Parents, don't exasperate your children. Don't do one thing and then tell them to do something different. You raise your kids, you train them up in the way they should go. And when they get older, they will not depart from it. Listen. I'm not bragging today, but I'm two for two with my kids. Both of them are in church. Both of them are serving God because I was the parent in the house and I wasn't their friend. Amen. Just saying. We kept a look on technology. What are they watching? What are they listening to? I jerked some things out of their life. Giving them the wrong message. That's not truth. you got to be able to come into their lives and go, Hey, I don't care what Susie and Johnny are doing. We're going to the house of God. Well, they'll get mad at me. So? They'll be mad at you for something else. You give them 100, they want 200. They'll be mad at you. Seek first the kingdom of God in your music, in the truth, in technology, sports, church, finances, parenting, family, dating, marriage. Seek first the kingdom of God. You get this thing going right, and I'm telling you, everything else works. I will not drop this because it's all that I'm concentrating on. And when I get this right, everything else falls into place. Amen. All of a sudden, my dating life starts making sense. Now you got to understand, I'm not married yet. I'm still dating. Okay? Don't date while you're married. Bad deal. <laughs> you got God first, you won't date while you're married. <laughs> but who I choose, I ask God, is this good or bad? When I get married, I put God right in the middle of it the whole time. We don't go crazy. We do God stuff. When I had my kids, first thing I did, take them and brought them to God. I said, they're yours. Gave back because he gave them to me. They're a gift from God. Yeah. Church, my kids will tell you, they hated going to church three, four, five times. They hated it. 
We left them in the pews several times. Went home. I told my wife, where's the kids? I thought you got them. I left them at church. Churches shut up in dark. They never do it. They were asleep. Because we didn't get out of church until 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night. When I first started preaching. Yeah. Finances. We taught our kids. Anytime you get a, uh, any kind of money, you get first tenth goes to God. You get that straightened up. You figure out God helps you manage life. It helps you to do things right. You start putting any of this ahead of God, and God goes, whoa, I'm a jealous God. That shall have no other gods before me. And so then you give God heartbreak. So I've got one more thing. One more thing. God has a heart that He wants to give you today. Remember I told you when I was a little kid, first grade, I took my little valentines in my heart to school. Well, one little girl, I gave her this one. She just ate it. <laughs> I thought, I looked at it as that was acceptance. Because the other girls threw them back in my face. It hurts. Those little things hurt. But today, God has one thought to give to you. And here's the heart that he gives to you. Be mine. Be mine. God has a heart for you today. And He wants your real life to be centered in the Word of God. He wants to have your heart because He wants to give you His heart. His heart. He wants you to be His heartbeat. We need God to be our heartbeat. To where God makes us in His image. To where God gives us assistance. And when dangerous things come into your life, you go, wait a minute, I know that's going to hurt. I know that can destroy. I'm not going to let that come in. I'm going, what did David do earlier? He fled. The Bible says resist the devil and he will flee from you. He didn't even attempt. He didn't go, well, let me try. I think I might can handle this. What happened to King David doing that? Right? I can handle this. I can, uh, you know, I know she's beautiful, but I'm King David. Yeah, couldn't handle it. Samson, I can handle it. He can't. Can't handle it. There's a lot of areas in life, church, that are dangerous to us. They will destroy you. And the enemy's like an angel of light comes in, makes it look so pretty. Makes it look really good, and you can rationalize it out. Because I've done it before. Well, it's not that bad. Not that bad. It'll be okay. I mean, everybody. Remember those phrases? Everybody's doing it. Everybody. But other people on social media. I know the other parents. And that's what your kids are telling you. Well, all the other parents leveraging you, trying to get you to change this. I'm telling you, this is the key to everything. Nothing else will work you're going to keep 
dropping things and areas in your life because you can't keep all the things in the air at the same time. It's impossible. I know you're trying to get that house to look like Joanna Gaines did it. I know you are. And I know you're trying to drop that last 75 pounds that you've lost and gained for the last 20 years. And I know you're getting that skin just right and that hair just right. And listen, age is horrible. Come on. Come on. But at the same time, hey, we got here, right? Enjoy the wrinkles. Enjoy the belly fats. Look at your spouse and go, I can't still believe you're with me, but you are. I love you. Amen. Look at your kids and tell them you love them every day. Hug them tight. But the main thing is love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Amen. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Why? Because I am His and He is mine. Stand with me this morning. I am His. He is mine. God changes everything. I've had the enemy throw chainsaws in my life and I think back. What would have happened had I not fled? If I had brought that into my dating life, if I would brought that into my married life, my kid's life, what would have happened? Where would I be today without the grace and mercy of God? Wow. It's only by His grace. Today, pastors are getting entangled. So don't think you're above it. Churches are getting entangled. And churches today are struggling with truth. But pastor, we don't want to preach the truth because we don't want anybody to be offended. The truth is offensive. I offended my kids all the time with truth because I loved my kids. As a pastor, I love this church, but I have to tell you truth. I'm not going to let society and culture change this church. This church will change culture and society. This church will change the lie to a truth. This church will be able to say, we're not getting entangled in the affairs and going back to a polluted way of thinking. I'm not going to let these things take the place of God in my life. So this morning, this morning, I want to give you an message. Join us anytime at PCAChurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.